Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. We are off and running into the spring. Yay, yay, yay. Even here in San Diego, you can feel the shift of energy, um, even though we don't really have that big of a markation, of demarcation of uh, what do you call it, of the seasons. But the um, but my body is still on East Coast time because I definitely feel a difference. It definitely, definitely feels different. And on Friday of last week, we had three things happen all at the same time. We had a solar eclipse. We had a new moon and we had the spring equinox. So that's exciting because now there's no excuse. <laughs> we had all kinds of things going on that lead to forward momentum. However, if you felt like you were you just wanted to face plant in your bed late last week and didn't want to get anything done and felt kind of guilty about that, I can raise the guilt off of you because everybody felt that way. The energy was just beyond loopy. And um, and I felt the same way. So now it feels so much better several days out of that. Um, and now you really, really, really have to, you know, buckle up and ride the wave of these next um, couple of months before we get into the dog days of summer with things slow down again. This is your time. So definitely, 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 whatever you're trying to get done, um, do it. Go for it. I think we'll have another Mercury in retrograde sometime in June. So you want to definitely do everything you can right now for all of your manifesting projects, anything that has to do with acquisitions, whether that's relationships or um, money or career or any of those things. You want to make sure that you're uh, in the saddle and, and riding hard, you know, off into the sunset with that kind of stuff. So today's show, um, we are going to be talking about the three things that you should clear on a daily basis and how to do it. Because We've talked about energetic hygiene on the show before. Um, For those of you who are new to our community, welcome. Um, I always like to bring this up. Of course, right this time of year is is the right time for it uh, because most people are coming out of a very tough winter. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to get cabin fever. In fact, I was saying to somebody the other day, we were analyzing the differences between living on the West Coast and the East Coast. And what I had never really thought of before but I, I realized, you know, in my reflection was that by being here, I had to get like 180 more days of light because from, you know, October to uh, like April, it's on the west, on the East Coast, you're dealing with winter or winter-like symptoms, <laughs> um, post-winter, pre-winter. But certainly, you know, things are shutting down. It's dark. It's cold. It's hard to keep your outdoor activities going. Uh, you pretty much have to arrest your development for six months and then you can, you know, pick it back up again in the spring. And then, you know, at least in New Jersey, we would have about a week of spring at best and then it would hit that 
hot, humid summer weather. So we'd go from like 32 to 80 within a you know seven day period, and then it would be 80 and you know 70, 90, 70, 80, 90 percent humidity, and then you want to go back inside again for the you know for the dog days of summer. So. Um, you know, I realized that being here on the East Coast, I don't, none of that's happening. And so you pretty much, that 100 and extra, 180 extra days of light, you know, you have a few days of rain, but it doesn't rain all day. And if it does, it's very quick and, you know, just inconsequential. And um, and then the summer gets a little hot, but, you know, certainly it's still very much activity-driven. So the entire society here is moving, 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 moving all the time. And that really does help with feeling, with the stuck feeling. Because um, I know that I had plenty of excuses, whether it was summer cabin fever or winter cabin fever, to be stuck. I had plenty of environmental excuses to stay inside, to not get out to the gym or whatever, to sort of nest. You know, whether it was the summer nesting or the winter nesting, it was still like kind of a nesting kind of a culture. And here, it's kind of like one of the reasons why people have been here, <laughs> I've noticed that they're always climbing up things. I mean, it's really kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> everybody's always exercising. You, know, you need somebody climbing up a telephone pole to do a pull-up. I've never, they, in California, they use anything as a piece of exercise equipment. On the East Coast, we don't even, oh, we have, no, I, no way. No way. <laughs> I've seen more people hanging off the street signs and legs up over their head, leaning up against the side of the cafe, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, you just, as an East Coaster, you just look and say, is this for real? And these people, they're nuts about the fitness. But you can see why. Because now being here nine months, you know, there's really kind of no, on any given day, there's really no excuse not to be active in some way, shape, or form. So, um but if you are not in that kind of an environment, uh, which most people aren't, it is really important for you to manage your energy. And it's important even if you're in this environment, for sure. But it's even more important when you're in an environment where you do have to have, you know, in a lot of inside time several months out of the year. Because it is very easy to find all sorts of excuses for, you know, putting things off. And then when as you put things off, then it starts, you know, kind of a downward spiral for momentum. Also, remember that when you have to put things off due to weather, whether it's your mood or your literal activity, you know, being able to go outside and all that kind of stuff, you also emotionally and energetically stop the energy. You stop the consistency and the flow, the forward flow, the flow, forward momentum. And then you start to, you know, wonder why are my relationships, why are all the symptomatic things of how I'm managing my energy not doing well? What do I mean by that? What's a symptom? A symptom, you're, you, you have your energy, okay, your, and your, your mental, emotional, physical, and um, energetic well-being, okay? You have those buckets, let's say. And each of those buckets together, combined together, influence what I call the symptoms of your life. So the symptoms of your life or the, the, the influential aspects of your life, energetically influential, energetically influenced aspects of your life would include your money, your relationships, your, um, your accomplishments, your forward momentum in any, uh, anything that's, that's kind of 
you know, requires the purchasing of something. Uh, your friendships, the way your world reads back to you, okay, all of those are reflective of your ability to manage your mental, emotional, physical, and energetic senses, okay? So if you are stuck in any of those four categories, what will show up in your world, a back off of money um, or surge of money, uh, you know, debts and bills come in there too, back off of relationships or relationships that are harder to deal with or you're not attracting the right kind of person, back off or um, difficulties with friendship, any kind of interpersonal relationship. You'll even see things like your technical things going kind of awry if you're stuck. You'll see computer issues. You'll see car issues. You'll see mechanical issues and things in your house. You'll see um, uh, things with your job. You'll see um, being more picked on or overlooked for promotions, these types of things. All of these are reflective of your ability, of your uh, high energetic hygiene. They're reflective of you taking care of those four buckets, emotional, mental, physical, and energetic. So if you, you know, once a year listen to Mari's show and you happen to catch the show on clearing and you go on this all-out crusade to clear everything all at one time, and then you forget about it for the rest of the year. It's like not taking a shower for the rest of the year. It's like taking one shower a year. Remember that if you didn't physically take care of yourself, didn't brush your teeth on a regular daily basis, even several times a day, didn't take showers, didn't use deodorant, didn't do anything on a hygienic level, what would you look and smell like in a year? The energy is exactly the same thing. Energy overlays over the physical body. And quite frankly, the energy is part of the physical body and the physical body is part of your energy. Hygiene is these daily things needed to be at, need to be added to your physical hygienic practices. So you brush your teeth and you, you know, wash your hair or you whatever, take your showers. So we're going to talk about these three clearing things and I'll, I'll throw in a few others that you should do on a daily basis right along with those things, okay? And when you do, you will see it's just like, you know, paying your bills in an orderly fashion and, um, you know, keeping up with your, you know, your, your, your physical world as far as like, you know, making, like I said, like opening your mail and making sure you pay your bills and, um, you know, washing the car on a regular basis and getting your oil changes and all that kind of stuff. You will see that if you take care of these energy things um, on a daily basis, you know, on a regular basis, you're going, those symptomatic, those symptomatic things like money and relationships and all that kind of stuff and your ability to attract what you want, your manifesting abilities will all go, yeah, you'll create much better flow in your life. And this is super, um, super, super important. So, um Today, I wanted to address this because it's, you know, of course, the changing of the guard with the season. And I really would like to impress upon all of you to start to think of your life as these four categories instead of black and white. Nothing is happening to you, okay? 
everything is being managed within you. So nothing is happening to you. And I have people call me all the time, my boss did this, the boyfriend won't do that, and then they want to play games. You know, they want to say, well, if I don't call him, now when will he start thinking of me? And if he does, and if he starts thinking of me, what week will that be? And then, you know, is he seeing someone else? Well, if I don't call, well, I said this and he said that, and you and you know what? That's just mechanics. That is really not what's influencing that. What that reads on the energy, first of all, that focus on every little step he's taking reads as an energetic block. It literally is such a block that it shoves him away or her away. Okay? And it's also a lock on energy, too. It stops flow. So if it's not completely blocked, it, you know, it can be blocking it. it. You can lock up the energy. I've seen this happen time after time after time after time. And I do a whole lot of readings every week. So, um, you know, very, very important that you you stay uh, focused on clearing first and that you're always scanning yourself, scanning yourself on. You're scanning yourself on your mental clarity, your physical clarity, your emotional clarity, your energetic clarity. Always scanning. And then you're doing maintenance on those four categories as well. Those four categories pretty much affect Every major category of your life, every major part of your life. Okay, so you can look at, you know, when I'm when you're thinking about work, how am I handling this mentally? Mentally meaning, are you organized? Because mentally, mental, the mental bucket includes um, uh, your to-do list. What are you procrastinating on? How much are you allowing to pile up? And then how are you reacting to that? Okay. Your emotions or your feelings, the emotional bucket is about how you're feeling about things. Are you um, feeling sad, depressed, you know, grieving? Um, Are you spinning out? I I say this, spinning out, meaning are you kind of gripping onto a situation and and feeling like things are happening to you and you can't get it right and the person isn't behaving the way and then you're, and, and because of their behavior, you're allowing yourself to feel, you know, the harsher emotion. You can also go for the happy, you know, happy stuff too. Um, the physical, your physical world, your physical organization. You have stacks of stuff everywhere. Your car a mess and your house is a mess and you can't see across the floor and the dog needs to be groomed and there's tumbleweeds of, you know, cat hair going across the floor. All of these things, looking in each corner of your house and seeing each corner of the room holds energy, okay? Each corner of the room holds energy. And if that energy isn't moving on a regular basis, you can get stagnant. And that creates physical clutter. And it creates energetic clutter, rather. Okay, so your physical clutter is, is in, in they're, all, they're all linked to each other. So if you think of a four-link a four chain that creates a bracelet around your wrist, okay? And you want to take, if you had four links on a gold chain and you put them on as a bracelet, and one said emotional, physical, mental, and energetic, You want to envision that on your wrist at all times and you want to see, okay, if you slide that bracelet each day, say, okay, where am I at energetically? Where am I at emotionally? Where am I at mentally? Where am I at physically? You will then be able to, on a day-by-day basis, sort of analyze what's going on. What happens is when you don't know this, 
is you lump it all together and you just say, I feel like crap. I don't know why. It's because of him. Because he hasn't texted me. I feel like crap. Oh, okay. Well, Mari, when is he going to text me so I don't feel like crap anymore? Um, I don't know. <laughs> because you're so gunked up mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically that I probably wouldn't text you either if I was him. Because when you do that, here's what happens. When we, get, when we don't know those four categories, and they're all gunked up, various levels, but they're all gunked up. We have a tendency to look outside of ourselves for some sort of, you know, relief. And if it's not a man or a woman, it's food. And if it's not food, then maybe it's shopping, gambling, internet surfing, you know, uh, drugs, alcohol, recreational drugs, all these things, okay? And when we do that, when we step out in that direction, that's when things get really confusing. I hear people, been at several parties, you know, in California, um, marijuana is, is a medical, you know, medical marijuana is legal here. And it seems that everybody, there's two things that happen in California, uh, way more than I think is real, and that is there's a tremendous amount of people who need medical marijuana and have prescriptions that look perfectly fine to me. And there's a tremendous amount of people who have therapy dogs here that those dogs, they're causing so much havoc in the stores that they're in. I can't imagine that they're doing therapy for anybody. But <laughs> California, everybody's like they register those dogs because it's a dog state. Everybody wants to bring their dogs into the Target, into the, the bank, into the, do, you know, into the restaurant. And so everybody registers their dogs, you know as an emotional support dog or a therapy dog or whatever. And the medical marijuana thing is just all over the place. So, you know, you go to a party and it's like, oh, very interesting. Hmm. Okay. However, here's what happens. When you are in a constant altered state and it is, it is, it is very hard to make an assessment and what happens is if you don't know about these four buckets and you're not managing these on a regular basis and then you manage it with, you get upset and numb, you want to numb out. So you go run off and you're constantly being social or you're, or you're you know, dealing with your medical marijuana or your alcohol or, or you're dealing with, um, uh, you know, any of the various and sundry other things that are out there to be a distraction start to throw yourself into parenting to the point where the parenting is overbearing for the kids because you're looking for your gratification to come from their accomplishments. You're looking for little mini-me's as opposed to allowing those them to develop as individuals. Um, you're not giving them space to make mistakes because you're taking their mistakes personally as a bad parent. So all those types of things are deflections because you're not aware of how to manage the clutter in these four buckets. Okay, so, um, you know, of course, I have whole courses on, on this topic, um, my energetic hygiene courses and things. But for today, what I want to give you are three basic things to do on a daily basis so that you can keep yourself, you know, in a, in a decent place and connected to these buckets so that all those symptomatic things that are really unnecessary to be, you know, going in the wrong direction can be cleared. So meaning that if you do these four things, these three things, um, 
on a regular basis, you're going to have a little bit easier time with money, with relationships, with parenting, with career, and with most importantly, more than that, with clarity, with getting clarity. Because the biggest thing, probably the most important thing of all of this, is that when you do regular clearings, your intuition can come through much more cleanly and clearly and louder. So you'll get information on when to text the guy or not to. You'll get the information on how to make more money or how to save it better or, you know, whatever. You'll get information on, um, you know, how to take care of your sore back or, you know, what what food is better for you to eat to lose weight. You'll get that information. It's all available to you. That's the most important thing of all of this. And that's actually the most symptomatic, which I should have probably brought up before, the guys are telling me, is... Um, you want your energetic communication system to be free of any obstacles. You want your ability to um, receive and send intuitive information, to receive and send telepathic information, and to read channel information. You want that to be clean. You want the pathway for that to be as clear as possible because that's your survival skills. And that's also beyond your survival skills. Those are your skills to thrive when you're fluent in those three energetic languages, you can thrive. And you can get yourself out of any jam. And I mean any jam you get yourself into, you can get out of if you're fluent in those three energetic languages. Okay? Uh, so here's the thing, the first thing that you want to make sure that you do on a daily basis. And that is cutting your energetic cord. So each person that we encounter, especially those that we, we love or think we love, uh, we have an energetic cord with them. We have actually two cords. One is um, a cord of energy that goes between us from for, you know, for love, and that's a very positive uh, kind of lifeline kind of cord. And the other is one where we attach because we're trying to get energy from them because we don't know how to get energy from our true source, which is our own higher self. So a lot of times they see this in relationships. You get very attached or somebody's attached to us and you can always, because even when they're not in your presence, you can still kind of feel the heaviness around them. You can still, you know, you can't get your mind off a person or you, you think of a person and you just sort of, you know, you kind of just shiver a little bit like in, uh, like a uh, feeling. That's because somebody has recorded, okay? This can happen with, you know, relationships and husband, wives and, you know, all that kind of stuff, and bosses and coworkers, and you know, people at the, you know, your hobbies, your golf partners, your bridge partners, your dance partner, whatever. But they can also happen with people that you see in passing. So somebody gets mad at you for road rage. Okay, they're not only yelling at you in in, in person; they're also yelling at you energetically and courting you energetically. That can really weigh things down. When somebody has negative thoughts about you, or you go like happy hour and everybody's talking bad about, you know, one person. Everybody, when they invest talking about that person, they literally cord to that person because they're reading the energy and they're analyzing it and whatever. They don't even realize. So you get corded quite a bit on a daily basis. What, when this happens, you can get very, very gunked up. And especially as light workers, you know, and advanced light workers in particular, a lot of people, especially if you're doing any kind of healing arts, psychic arts and whatnot, you can get gunked up pretty good and feel very, very heavy and exhausted. I always ask myself because I do, you know, like so many readings, and every time I do a reading, people cord me. They want me to answer their questions. They want me to solve their problems. They come to me for a fix-it se- se- session. Everybody who asks me a question on the radio show, 
your according to Okay? So what I have to do at the end of every day, the beginning of the day, even in the middle of the day sometimes, if I'm feeling particularly exhausted or pulled on, is I have to cut my cord. And one of the things I always say when I'm doing a formal reading is I never remember a reading after Torah because I cut it off. I cut the, the energetic cord to that. And what that does is it clears my energy so I'm very much in my own pure energy and connected to my higher self, which is where my energetic engine should come from, as should yours, okay? And then once, you know, then that happens, then I can, you know, manage all my different relationships and, you know, work relationships and those types of things. So there's many ways you can cut cords, but the one of the simplest ways um, is before you go to sleep, or, you know, when you think of it, or, you know, in the morning when you wake up, what you want to do is just say you want to invoke the energy of Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael is the one who um, governs over this thing, this type of thing. And he, you know, he represents as an angel with a big sword, and I'm sure you're familiar with him. But you just ask for those cords to be cut, and you see him cutting those with a sword. That's the angelic way to do it. You can also just literally ask for your guides, guys, please cut all of the negative cords to me at this time and restore my energy. Bring all of the energy, you know, bring all of, um, make me whole, okay? So that's number one, is cutting cords, asking for the cords to be cut. And you can also then, number two, step two is, or thing number two that you should do is you should ask at the end of each day for all of the energy that you've put out into the world to come back to you through filter so that you're filtering out anything negative, any negative attachments that people have or, you know, situations have on you, and you're pulling all of your energy back to you at the end of the day. We have a tendency to put a tremendous amount of our energy out. And when you feel really depleted, it's because you're scattered all over the galaxy. Okay, you can be, especially if you're trying to deal with a problem and you leave, you're leaving energy on the table. Okay, you got to ask that, am I leaving any energy on the table? You need to collect that back and bring it back to myself. Okay, so if you're at work um, and, and you're going through a hard, hard time or if you're, you know, in your business and you're dealing with a lot of hard clients or whatever it is, your family, your parents, you know, Whatever it is, you go to a family reunion or a family dinner or some, you know, the holidays. Oof. Talk about needing to pull your energy back. So, and quite frankly, this can, isn't always a negative thing. This isn't always like, okay, I've got to pull back because people are doing negative things to me. You can go and be, have a wonderful time, okay? I've, I've been to many gatherings and things and I have a wonderful time. And no, there was no, you know, ill will. There was no, you know, ill effect. But I'm exhausted. And that's because you've expanded your auric field, you've shared energy with others, and now it's time to pull it back in, to complete yourself, to pull yourself whole again, make yourself whole again. So thing number one is to ask to cut the cords on a daily basis. Thing number two is on on your way to go to sleep, ask for all of your energy to come back. Now, you want to make sure you ask for it to come through a filter. So you can envision it coming through like a cheesecloth. And that cheesecloth or, you know, a screen, like a screen on your uh, screen door, your patio door, your window, envision it coming through a filter, okay? So it's like a strainer. So you're only getting the pure energy that's truly you, 
no opinions, no heavy emotions, no, you know, holding, gripping, possessiveness, all that stays on the other side of the filter. And you're getting back any wisdom, love, anything that you gathered for the day that was, you know, good for you. You want to pull it back into you. Okay? All right. So then that, so those are the, those are the first two things. And then the third thing, and I, and I, you know, I have 60 things you could do, but the third thing that I think is super important is to clear the auric field of your body. And the way that you can do that is with sea salt. Now, if you have a chance to take a hot salt bath, then you're, you know, certainly that's the optimal way. But I would keep a jar, a jar, not a carton, because the cartons kind of get yucky in the shower, but I would keep a jar in your bathroom, in your shower, and after you finish, you know, washing with your soap and water and all that, you want to just take your, your salt and do a little quick scrub, you know, just, just rub it on yourself and rinse it off. And you can even do that, uh, you know, even if you wear a shower cap or something, you can even do that on the top of your head that clears the crown chakra and just washing yourself over with a rinse of salt will clear your auric field. Okay, if you take a shower at night, you can do that. If you happen to come home, you feel really heavy after a long, hard day. Um, uh, my favorite bath to do, in fact, I just did one yesterday, and oh my gosh, I felt like so much better this morning because um, I've been processing a lot, is uh, a cup of Epsom salt, a cup of sea salt, and a box of, uh, you know, a small box of fresh baking. So you want to buy a special box just for the bath. You don't want to use the thinner refrigerator. You want a nice fresh box. And that Epsom salt, sea salt, and baking soda is a wonderful aura classic. And it means it's also great for any kind of soreness in your body and all that kind of stuff. Um, Whole Foods actually has a wonderful eucalyptus bath salt that has Epsom salt, sea salt, and baking soda in it with eucalyptus. And I found that um, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, actually last week or two weeks ago, and it's wonderful. Oh, my gosh, that's what I used yesterday. And then I added in extra salt, sea salt. But in any event, you just wake up and you feel so much better in your muscles and everything, but you feel really so much better in your energy. And that's what's, what's really important to me to let you know about today. So those are those three basic things. You know, certainly drinking, you know, lots of water and there's all kinds of things. Yes, you can go for a nature walk. Yes, you can go, you know, I go to the ocean every day. But not everybody has an ocean, you know. Um, when I was in New Jersey, I could go to the ocean every day. But I did do these three things on a fairly regular basis. And I found that when I would forget, things would get really, really, really gunked up. And I'd start to feel needy and I'd start to feel whiny and start to feel kind of victimized, you know, what's happening to me and what's, you know, what's going to happen to me next and all that kind of stuff. And when I got back on my clearing, my regular clearing, you know, hygienic practices on a daily basis, all that went away. And, um, you know, that especially that calling your energy back to yourself and cutting the cords, I can't tell you what a difference that makes. Okay. So we are going to take a uh, short commercial break. When we come back, we're going to start with a few readings. So the number to call in if you'd like to ask a question is 347. 347- Two one five nine four eight five. That's three four seven two one five nine four eight five. I'm Mari. You're listening to the Aha Moments Radio Show, and we'll be right back.
ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Intuitive Living Cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach. Living the life you are really meant to live? Soul Lifetimes Magazine is your online source for creating the life you truly desire. When you register for your free subscription at www.soullifetimes.com, you get access to a world of resources that will help you to get the answers you seek and inspire you to take charge of your world. Tap into your body, mind, and spirit with articles from some of the most well-known conscious thought leaders and teachers on metaphysics, soul talk, soulmate relationships, quantum healing, astrology, food for the soul, style, and more. When you join us to create a joyful lifestyle for a new way of being, you truly contribute to raising the consciousness of the world. Subscribe for free at www.soullifetimes.com and never miss an issue of this innovative and insightful digital magazine. Soul Lifetimes Magazine is about living happier, healthier lives full of purpose, joy, and abundance. Subscribe now for free at www.soullifetimes.com. We look forward to seeing you there. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are, receive insight on the core issues that need attention, and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www ahamomentsinc.com and click on the work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Step back in time to the very beginning before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit 
sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by the Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. Hello, we are back. I'm Mari. You're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. And today we're talking about, uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> the three things you should clear every day. It's right as day in front of me right here and on the studio board here because it always gives me the description of the show. So I remember what I'm supposed to talk about. But I guess I was not focused. So here I am and here you are and we are ready to start some calls. So uh, the number to call in is 347-215-9485. And what I would ask um, is if you ask one question and you're focused and specific on the question that you're asking um, just for the sake of time so we can get to uh, as many of you as possible. So we are going to start with Serena in Canada. Hi, Serena. Hi, Mari. Hello, Mari. How- it's so nice to see you. Hello. You too. Hi. What's okay. your question? Uh, my question is, how how long more do I have to wait to get a full-time position job offer? I've been waiting a long time. I've been doing the work, and I'm just waiting. Everything is in limbo. I feel stuck. Okay. So I was, the first thing that came through is what are you waiting for? And the reason why I say that is what you're doing is assuming that there's something outside of you that has to come to you through some, you know, drop out of the sky kind of thing. And I know when you say you're doing the work, you know, you're putting out the resumes, going on the interviews and that type of thing. What you're doing, though, is, and this is where we have, it's important to recognize you're breaking the four categories, emotional, mental, physical, energetic. On a physical scale, you're not particularly waiting, but on an energetic scale, you are. Because in your head, you're saying, and in your energy, you're saying, I'm waiting, I'm on hold, I'm stuck. So you're commanding the energy to be on hold, waiting, and stuck. The way that you shift that is to start to do visioning for yourself where you're already in the job. And whatever that job is, what I would do if I would use, I'd write down on a piece of paper exactly what you would like that job to, to be, and ideally, you know, if there was no limitation whatsoever, what would you like this job to be? And then when you vision yourself in that job, I don't want you to look at it as, it's a, as if it's a movie from a distance. I want you to literally feel yourself having some kind of conversation with a new coworker or with someone that you know is on, a, on your team or with somebody, a client or whatever it is that you're looking to do. And I want you to proceed to literally feel yourself having a conversation with that person about some about one particular topic. I don't want you to think, oh, I'm in this job and I'm wearing these clothes and I have this kind of office and I'm working with these kinds of people and I don't want that's too far and too broad. You literally want to see yourself perhaps coming in, you know, on a Monday morning and saying, oh my gosh, you know, Mondays used to feel so awful in my old job, but now here I love coming in on Mondays. There's so many awesome things to do. And your coworker who you adore and who adores you says, yeah, I agree with you. Isn't this a great and awesome place to work? Best place, best job I've ever had. End of scene. That's it. End of scene. When you do that, what that does is it literally puts you in the job. 
You're not on hold anymore. You're not waiting. You're in it. Mm-hmm. And I that will well, shift I didn't the have that mentality for a long time. I actually had all of these things you're talking about in my head, and then uh, a few instances. Well, having it I in your just, head is, Yeah, having it in your head and being it are two totally different things. Well, having it in your head and being it are two totally different things. And I think that it's very comfortable to keep saying you're stuck. It's very comfortable. Now, one of the other things, and I'm going to have to jump to the next person, um, one of the other things that you you want to consider is what kind of job is it that you're really looking for and is it really something that you genuinely want? That's another big question to ask for yourself. Because um, once you, if if it's something that you're kind of thinking, I need this to pay the bills, but you don't really want to do it, that will block in the energy as well. So I'm going to have to jump to the next person, but I hope that's helped a bit. And I would definitely say, uh, stop telling the story of I'm stuck and allow yourself. You know, things have to configure. Sometimes it's going to take five or six different things before that real thing shows up. And a lot, of, and each time that something shows up that isn't necessarily the right fit, you want to ask the energy, what is it I'm supposed to learn from this particular thing? How am I supposed to refine my search seeing that this particular thing didn't work out or it wasn't the right fit? So I hope that's helped, and I'm going to have to move on to the next person. But have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Okay. Um, Next question is Brenda in Colorado. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Mari. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, good. Thank you. So my question is, what I, I just uh, I just don't know how to handle just acute loneliness as I've been shifting and friends have been shifting away and and then I think it's yeah. affecting those four things we talked about. So I'm trying to do this in the correct and most energetic way possible, but I it's uh, it's not fun. So I'm wondering, you know. Besides all the normal things, I mean, it just really feels acute. The loneliness feels acute. Yes, yes. What is when when you say loneliness? What are you re- describe? What are you referring to? Well, uh, since I really started shifting and awakening the last two years, um, just by nature, by you know, I'm middle aged, so people moving, retiring, whatever, and. And I've been single for 15 years, too. So it's it, I just feel like I'm 90 years old and all my friends have passed already. And do I do the normal things? Yes, go out in nature, walk, do... You know, I'm trying to, to do all the things that I naturally would know. But I'm wondering, is there a reason for this? Well, there's two different... There's two things I think you're... Distinctions that you need to make. And the first is... I think that you're misidentifying loneliness with spaciousness. They're two totally different things. Okay. So when you do the kind of work you've done or you say that you've done, what that does is it eliminates everything that is either unlike love or that no longer serves or every relationship where the season is complete. So it empties out your world. Then if you misidentify it as loneliness, you start to conjure up more loneliness because you're misidentifying that space that you created as lonely, as being alone. Now, when you misidentify that space and you say, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, you start creating more lonely and you're putting that negative attachment onto it. But what if you took 
that for the next 30 days, what I'd like you to do is look at that loneliness that you're feeling and re-identify it as spaciousness. That you literally moved yourself into a new house that's empty. And now you get to decorate each room. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. that, Now, and, and, and this is something that, you know, many people get stuck in because you start to get worried and then you start to affirm it, then you start to create the self fulfilling prophecy of loneliness. When you look at it as spaciousness, and understand, as advanced light workers and all of you guys listening on the call, when you guys start saying, I want to eliminate this and get rid of that and clear this out and clear that out, hello, when you clean out a room, you clean out a closet, it starts off as empty, <laughs> but you've created space. Okay? When you move into a new house, you usually want to have, I know when I moved into this house, which is four times bigger than the house I left, I want to have empty cabinets. It's really comforting to know that there's a place for everything and there's still more space for accumulating things that I want to accumulate, right? So, or collect. You go traveling, you want to bring something back. You don't want it to be falling on top of yourself or the cat and your boyfriend or whatever you want. (laughs) You want a place for it, right? So it's okay to have space. You have a tendency to want to fill everything up. And if it's not filled up to the gills, we feel empty. It's not emptiness. What you've created, my dear, is space. But you've been misidentifying it. And then you start to kick in all of the physical markers of loneliness. You start to kick in the cortisol, the adrenal glands, everything, that anxiety around it, and I'm not going to be lonely forever, and then the sadness, and then those sad hormones start pumping, and you create this whole negative wheel. So the way that the antidote to that is to literally, you know, you can even cut the cords from the loneliness if you, you know, so choose. You can do, you know, what you say is your normal stuff. You do that again. But now, say, I'm asking to fill up my world, you know, the spaciousness to start to collect treasures in the space that I've created. I'd like to collect treasures in the space that I created. That means treasures in relationships, treasures in you know, pastimes, treasures and, you know, whatever material things you want, but start to see each thing that you allow to come into your new space as a treasure and invite the treasures to come forward. When you do that, everything will change. So I think that should, I'm going to have to jump on to the next person, but I hope that helps. That's and beautiful. Really Thank you. That's yes. a point of view. Okay? Okay. Thanks for calling in, Ms. Brenda. Um, okay, next we have, oops, where am I? Um, Melissa in New York. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. My daughter had passed away last month, and so I'm dealing with grief. She was one years old, and um, I want to try to find work, but I don't know how to pull myself to, like, do it because I have, like, a little anxiety every time I go outside now, which I didn't have that before. She was a year old. Yeah, she, she, she was one years old. One years old. Wow, yes. I'm so sorry to hear that. Okay, so, um, so what you're dealing with now is a very natural process of grieving, and quite frankly, um, it's not really realistic. Four weeks ago, if you lost your one-year-old child four weeks ago, to feel you know bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready to take on the world. So. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is to allow, and and this is where, um, 
your prayers are a little different. It's, you know, it's kind of finding the quiet within the hurricane, you know, of the grief. Because grief is a very interesting healing process. It goes, it's almost the same as labor. You know, there's the contractions and then the release. And then the contractions and then the release. Right now, you know, I always find that my clients who've lost someone, I know my fiancé died and stuff, when you have someone that close to you, especially a child, you know, that first year, it's it's going to be hard to, you know, just feel like business is normal, business as usual. The way that you can deal with, you know, and, and also going outside the anxiety when you have something that feels so beyond your control, you know, to lose mm-hmm. a one-year-old child, that's just not supposed to happen. Um, when you have something that feels so beyond your control, when you leave the house feeling anxious about it, it is really more like post-traumatic stress of not having control over other things. Okay, so I would so in this case, what I would do is I would look at each category: mental, emotional, physical, and energetic. And I really think that the mental, emotional, physical pieces of it are important for you to make sure you have a good grief counseling scenario where you're dealing with other people who are kind of going through similar things because it's hard to find camaraderie around amongst the average folks of people who've lost a one-year-old child. It's an unusual thing to happen. So you need to be in a in a group where you can, so it's hard to re, for people to relate. And then they get terrified about what can happen to their kids listening to your story and then you start to, you know, after the initial funerals and things like that, people kind of pull away. Right, so it does start to feel kind of lonely. Then you don't want to go out and you start to isolate, and then it creates this spin. So what I would highly suggest is on a, a mental perspective, you get support. That's absolutely mandatory, that you get support, you know, any kind of, you know, objective support, like a, a count, you know, counselor or, you know, some sort of mental health support. Those are two things really, really super important. The third thing is in your physical world, uh, gentle exercise will help to metabolize the feeling. What you're not, what, what's important, especially when someone's grieving at that level, is not to try to eliminate the feeling. Those feelings that you're having are just like when you're teaching a child to walk and they stand up and then they fall down, they stand up and they fall down. That's the way grieving is. It comes hard because you're pushing out healing. You know, that healing happens and it hurts. And then it subsides and you get a little peace. And then it's boom, 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 and then it's peace. That's actually the healing happening. So to try to block it off or sabotage, you know, squelch it is actually going to arrest it, and that's where you see people who never get over that loss, you know. So I would like to say, oh, you know, here's the magic wand to eliminate all of this and to make you feel confident in going outside again. But I think some of this is post-traumatic stress of of what you've been through. And I think in this case, you're looking at more of a mental health support, and then you can add in the energy. Here's what happens, and this is the last thing I'll say, and I have to move on to the next person. Here's what happens to your intuition when you're going through a shock and a grief like that. Um, Because your energy creates a high level of sensitivity, when the only time that your intuition is actually turned down a bit is when you're going through a major loss and grieving. Because it's kind of like when somebody goes on, let's say they they go through a trauma and they the body shuts down and goes unconscious while it sends all the blood to the most vital organ, right? So okay. you'll feel a little bit disconnected intuitively for for a little while, 
you're not disconnected. They don't unplug you, but they just turn it down because they're dulling your senses a little bit so that you're not overwhelmed by the emotional aspect of all of this, okay? So that's one of the reasons why you're feeling a little anxious, too, is because the guidance that you would have normally felt, even if you didn't know it was there, you may not be feeling as much as it now, so you're not feeling as protected as you might have normally felt, and then, of course, you had a tragic thing happen. So that's perfectly normal. I would really, for the next six months, stay very focused in the mental health aspect of this because it's not really fair of yourself to, you know, fair to yourself to, you know, expect all kinds of, you know, huge hoop jumping at this time. Now, that being said, uh, Archangel Ariel is an Archangel Azrael, A-Z-R-A-E-L, help with the grieving process. So you can, you are definitely surrounded by angels, and your daughter is a little heavenly helper for you. She will be a spirit guide for you as well. And, and, you know, six months to a year from now, you're going to see all sorts of lessons that have popped up because of this, and you'll probably be helping other people going through it. No, it's okay. It's okay. You can listen to the podcast. We're going to jump off to the next caller, but I hope that's helped a little bit. Okay. So, um, all right. Next we have, uh, let me see her. We have Cheryl in California. Hi, Cheryl. Hello, Mariana. Hello. I'm a first-time caller. Okay. <laughs> Perusing well, the Internet and found you. <laughs> Excellent. What's your question? My question is, is I got my husband after a year of bring, talking and bringing it up to go to a couples camp in June. Because yeah. uh, he was very reluctant to go, so he finally said yes, he would go. It's four days, but he has to call in sick for three days. Now, that all sounds very nice on the surface, and I'm all happy that he has finally said yes compared to what I, the responses I was getting before. So that is a prog- that's progress. Now, he's going to take three days off from work just before he takes three months off with his mother to go to France, which has been cleared with his work. I'm gonna to have to stop you. I'm gonna to have to stop I'm gonna to have to stop you because we literally have a minute to so what can you get to the question? Is he gonna stay the four days with me? Okay. Um it feels to me like he will probably postpone this uh, this trip with you to focus on the other stuff. It does not feel like you're going to make it through this this time. However, I'm not sure if there's another one of these couple camps in the fall, but it does. It's, it feels like his willingness will still be there, but the logistics will get the best of you this time. But to be really honest, energetically, you'll have a better, for whatever reason, you'll have what your guys are saying is you'll have a better time of you know, getting progress in the couples thing at a later date than you would in June. June is Mercury in retrograde, so it might not be a really good time for that kind of work. So it's not a bad thing if this is postponed a bit. 
it's like I feel uh, it's like I'm in the back seat and not the front seat. It's like I'm uh, second banana to his mother. Yeah, I you know that that uh, I can't. I really you know that's too big of a conversation to, for to attack one in one minute or less. Yes, <laughs> in one minute or less. But what I would say suggest is to do some some journaling about it, get all the anger out on paper and then tease it out and figure out what's the thing that the most important thing for you to tackle at one time. But as far as the coupling, you know, the couple thing and is is a completely different thing. The couple him going to the couples retreat is a completely different thing than tackling the mother in law. You know, two totally different things. And I like I told the last caller, sometimes you need to tackle this on two levels. You need to tackle it on an energetic level, but also Getting to an objective person that you can really talk this through and tease out would be a really good idea to do at this time. So I'm going to have to jump off, but I hope that's helped a little bit. But you see him like... Okay. So, um... Okay, that was weird. Uh, I do one more, Sam. And who do we have left? I believe is Emma in Texas. Hi, Emma. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What's your question? Fine. Question is, um, energetically, I'm trying to move into a much, I'm a, by nature, I'm a positive person, but I yeah. have been in an environment that is somewhat um, fear-based and a lot of yeah. stagnant energy. And even yeah. though I try to do cleansing and try to wipe that off, I'm trying to push myself out of that so I can get back to the person <laughs> that I used to be. But it's right. been draining. So, so what's the question? I, so the question is, um, I, was the question is, do you see me doing this uh, in stages? <laughs> well, the first thing, the first big red flag for you is to want to go back to where you used to be. Never, okay. ever, ever. Can you do that? Because there's a frequency you've evolved from that. So yes. what you want to do is say to your guides, please step me forward. They're never okay. going to take you backwards. Okay? okay. That actually can change a whole lot of things. Um, very similar to the emptiness and spaciousness conversation I had earlier, uh-huh. someone on the call earlier. Uh, identifying your, you're about at the tail end of this situation. Oh, is this that you're asking the wrong question. How do I get back? How do I get back to my old gotcha. job? How do I get back? They'll never take you back. Say, how do I move forward? How do I move forward into that new space? I think you'll see things actually come together quite magically. I think by April or May, mid-April to late May, mid-April to mid-May, you're going to be in a much better place. So I hope that's helpful. Yes, it is. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thanks, Emma. All right. Well, we have come to the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. And I highly suggest that you do those daily cleansing practices as a part of your energetic hygiene. If you do nothing else, it will ease things quite a bit. And just ask yourself the question, am I looking at this in the most positive way possible? Am I looking at whatever it is you're trying to face in your world? You know, is there a slight shift that can change everything? And you can even ask your angels, is there a slight shift in my perception that if I shifted my perception that it would change everything, just like the, you know, the spaciousness versus the the loneliness question that we had earlier in the show. In the meantime, uh, I would just, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. (laughs) 
same time, same place, and we'll end with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. See you next week, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.